Hello, and welcome to another episode of It's Your Life podcast. I am your host, Joyce Wheeler. And I want you to go on and go by MajesticTira.com and pick up your copy of the checklist for a better quality of life holistically. It's a free checklist. Some of the things you get are what products in your home are toxic, how to clean your indoor ear, and how to raise your natural vibrational frequency for better health. Remember to go ahead, like, and subscribe so that, and hit the bell so that you don't miss any notifications. And today I have with me Sarah Garrison. I hope I pronounced that right, Sarah. Yes. And she is a, she is a contemporary spiritual counselor and is the one person her clients call upon when they need to dig, dig into the stuff blocking them from the true pathway. Using her intuition and unique spiritual gifts, Sarah helps others reach their highest potential. She is a certified Theta healer and offers spiritual readings, Theta healing, strategy, planning, and goal setting sessions. Coming from a diverse business background, Sarah has spent five years as a compliance manager, built a marketing company, and led a million dollar staffing office. In every career path, she has used her intuitive nature to help her see the things others cannot. After many years of denying her calling, Sarah was inspired to fully step into her power and has been helping others gain clarity, focus on a constructive direction, and instill a sense of hope for the future. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good to have you. So how did you get started on this path? Oh, goodness. I... um. It has been many, many years of fighting it, (laughs) Um, but I several, well, back in 2012, I kind of got this nudge that I needed to start telling people about what I do. And um, I kind of did, but I created a website where I started talking about um, some of the spiritual gifts that I have, but I wasn't ready to let the world know. About two years ago, I started taking classes on um, spiritual guidance and things like that. And that's when it really came to me that I needed to 100% step into this, not be afraid of my giftings and uh, let the world know that I'm here to help. So, yeah. So your experience with your gifts, did they start when you were a child? Yeah, I've had them ever since I can remember my very first experience. Um, so lots of different gifts. The very first experience I ever had was of seeing a ghost. I was in bed and I remember looking up and there was a figure standing above me in blue with no face. <laughs> Ew. Scary yeah, it was, for a kid. It was, it was frightening. I was definitely scared. And you know, as any little child, um, your parents are like, oh, there was nothing there. It's not a big deal. It was all your imagination. And so it gets brushed off, but you know, between that and hearing voices in the house when nobody was there, like I would, we have, we had a three-story old farmhouse that I grew up on. Um, and when you were on, when you were in the basement, you could hear people walking around upstairs when there was nobody home. Um, 
when you were upstairs, you could hear people talking in the basement when nobody was in the basement. So I heard those. I didn't realize that I was the only one. <laughs> I thought everyone else experienced that in the house. Um, but yeah, no, that was something that I had experienced at a very young age. And it, when you're a kid, it's frightening. And there's always an explanation. Yeah. Oh, it's an old house. It's settling. Oh, that was, I, I don't know. I, I heard you know, oh, that was the neighbors next door. We didn't live close. Like it wasn't like the houses are built today where they're like right, right next to each other. I mean, it was a little bit of walk to the neighbor's house. So that none of those made any sense to me when I was a kid. Must've been talking really loud. <laughs> really loud. I mean, cause I would hear full-blown conversations upstairs when I was downstairs and there was literally nobody home. So, well, the neighbors were using the megaphone. <laughs> Everybody had a megaphone just so you could hear them. So you, you could actually make out what they was being said. Yeah. But I don't remember any of it now. Like today, I don't remember it. And I kind of went through this. It was frightening. It was scary to hear things and see things that weren't really there. So I, I guess I t- turned it off. Like I didn't, I went to a spot where I didn't hear or see anymore. Um, not like physically, like I didn't, like I was actually hearing people talk. I was physically seeing people in places that there was nobody there. And because it was so scary, I learned to turn all of that off. And so today there are times where I'll still hear the voices, like physically hear the voices, but most of it is an internal knowing versus physically seeing and physically hearing. So when you turned it off, how old were you? Oh, I don't even know. I know that when I was 16, my friends and I were, we experimented like with a bunch of things. That's when I started being able to see auras and, um, being able to tell the difference between a good spirit and a bad spirit and all of that stuff. But I know that at 16, I wasn't physically hearing. So I know it was before the age of 16 that I turned off physically being able to hear things. So how could you tell a good spirit from a bad spirit? And is this something that other people like you experience or is this your, is it the experience different for everybody? How do you know what's a good spirit and what's a bad spirit? I get a, I get a feeling. I, I don't know. I, I think everybody experiences things a little bit differently. It just really depends on how you, um, I don't know everyone experiences differently. It's just, it depends on how you internalize it. I have different forms. So I usually can tell, um, if it's a bad spirit, because there's just a feeling, there's a sense inside of me of, I don't want to be around this. There's not something good to be here. And so vibes. yeah, you just kind of get these bad vibes. Um, good spirits. I'm, I'm not afraid of them. There's no, like, malintent with them. So I can usually, um, yeah, I just, there's just an internal, just knowing you can just feel it. I can physically so, feel it. So, oh, you can physically feel it. Mm-hmm. Cause I was going to say, is it's, it sounds like it's intuitive. Yeah. There's an intuitive to it too. I mean, understand like I'm very in tune to my body and, and the sensations I have within my body because of this. So when I say I physically feel it, there's like, I, because of the intuitive nature and how well in tuned with my own body I am, I can tell when something's not right. 
when it's right. not necessarily me, like I'm not having a physical issue. There's I'm walked into a room. And I'm like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so did you consciously turn it back on? I have spent a lot of time. Yes. To consciously turn it back on. Um, that's, that was kind of one of the things. So <laughs> when I say started taking classes, really, I, I feel like I was kind of, it was almost like my, I was, my gifts pushed me back into this because I turned it off during the day, but all the walls and all the things that I consciously put up or even subconsciously put up were all gone when I slept at night. So I was still getting dreams of spirits visiting me at night. Um, another one of my gifts is I can predict kind of close to how soon someone's going to die. So if someone's getting close to their deathbed, I can predict that. So that was all happening in my dreams and, um, it, it made for some really restless nights. So I feel like I was kind of pushed, like as soon as I started consciously tapping into that during the daytime, a lot of the nighttime dreams, and some of them were frightening because when people are facing death, it can be kind of scary to them. So, um, some of that was very frightening for me. So being able to turn it on and like work with that. And then the theta healing class that I took has also really helped me kind of turn, understand how to turn it on and off. So, yeah. So the theta healing, that's something I'm, I'm really interested in, <laughs> but there was, um, when we had talked, you had mentioned you were being visited by, uh, oh, before we go there, as far as like the people who are passing, do you, do you know all of them or do you have like dreams about people you don't even know? Um, I, let's see. They're generally someone that's connected to me, um, either directly. So I may know them directly, you know, as a friend or whatnot, or maybe I'm connected to them on Facebook, you know, um, but there's been a few times where it's an indirect, it could be like a friend's mother is passing on. I've never met the friend's mother, but the friend's mother is connecting to me. I, I always say energy follows a path of least resistance. So if the only person in that mother's sphere that has the gifts to, that can easily connect to energy. She's going to connect to whatever the closest, the fastest way for her to get connected. If that makes any sense. Yeah, uh, it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it literally is just like electricity. It follows the path of least resistance to the ground. I consider myself like that ground where they're looking for that source. They're looking for that connection and, um, they always follow the path of least resistance. So if there's somebody else in the family or that's close to them that has um, the same kind of connection that I do, they'll connect with that person. And I will never feel that. I'll never feel their, you know, what they're going through or, or when they're going to die. Right. Yeah. Now, when we had talked originally, you had also mentioned that you had a Native Amer American that would come and visit you. Can we talk about that? Um, I don't remember. I, I don't, uh, I have neg native American heritage. Maybe that wasn't you. It might be with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have native American heritage and I have, um, I have people that visit regularly, <laughs> but you do. 
but not a Native American. Um, I do. I, I've had friends that have crossed over that have come back and talked to me. I've had um, family members that have crossed over. And then I've had, I had a connection through the church that I went to that I wasn't really good friends with them, but he ended up coming and, and speaking with me and asking me to help him reconnect with his past loved ones. So it was very interesting. Past loved ones, meaning like people who are still alive or who people who already passed on people who were still alive. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to go and say goodbye to people and ask that I take him to them in their dreams. So yeah, it was an interesting experience. (laughs) So let's talk about theta healing. I know theta is a, a state of mind that mm-hmm. we get into. I know that theta, our, our mind is basically in that theta brain state from the time we were born until like the time we're seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that right now as adults that it, we're in a theta brain state when we are falling asleep and when we're waking up. And that is the time that we can reprogram ourselves. So let's talk about theta healing. Okay. Um, well, what I tell people is it's kind of like, I feel like it's a guided meditation. So first of all, I'm trained to, um, I'm trained to facilitate the whole thing. So I learned how to really dig deep into, um, the issues. So maybe somebody says, Hey, you know, I want to make more money. And then from there, I dig into what does money mean to them? uh, Why can't they make more money? That sort of thing. Usually the the root issue is something that seems so different than what you would expect when it comes to not being able to make money. So like, it could be, you know, I feel, I felt stupid when my dad said something to me when I was a child, it could be like very different, but what ends up happening is we heal that root piece And, um, you know, we go up and ask for the healing for the root piece, and then that will be taken care of. So, like I said, I'm trained in how to dig really deep into ask the right questions and get to the core issue. Then once we figure out the core issue, um, as I said, I, the way I call it is a guided meditation. I, I walk that I walk myself and the other person through this process where we basically go up to God and we ask God to heal that thing. Um, and then when it's all over, um, we do what's called muscle testing before and after, and after it's done, we muscle test it, excuse me, to see, to make sure that the issue has been resolved. And, um, and then that's it. It's a very, you know, other, the digging is the, the longest process of all of it, but the healing itself, you know, Um, going up and asking God to heal those things is very short and quick. And I call God, you know, creator source, you know, whatever it's all the same energy. Um, Right. But yeah, that's, that's what we do. And that's how I help facilitate healing for people through theta healing. And it does put, it does put the brain into a theta state um, when we go through the process. So is this something you could do distance, like long distance, or does, does the person actually have to be with you? 
oh no, you can, I can do a long distance. When I was um, certified, when I went through my training, we did it. I did an online training and um, my counterpart was in Ireland. So wow, yeah, you can be anywhere in the world and this stuff works. Energy doesn't, there's energy is, doesn't work the same way that we think, you know, I don't have to be in the same physical space for energy to work. Right. So you said that the longest time was the digging. Mm-hmm. So what's the, what's the longest you've ever had to dig? Oh goodness. Uh, well, I'm still, um, newer at it. So I've only been certified for a couple of months now. So I would say mine are probably longer than average, but my last session, I, we probably dug for a good hour and a half. Wow. Um, because there's resistance. Once you get to a certain spot, there's a lot of resistance. We could have stopped at a certain spot and healed it, um, healed what we found at that spot. But because of what this person, you know, was, was experiencing, um, they asked that we keep going and we really find the root cause so that there wasn't an issue anymore. So, like I said, I think mine take a little bit longer just because I'm still new at it. But as I, um, continue to do this, it will be a lot easier. So what's the average time? Oh, I've had a theta healing session in about 30 minutes. It, it doesn't usually take, you know, I think uh, the goal is to have no longer than an hour for the whole thing, including the, the actual theta, um, performing theta healing. Yeah. Gotcha. So what kind of questions do you ask? Is it more probing back into the childhood? There's a lot of, um, when this happens, how does that make you feel? There's a lot of that. If that were to happen, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, so it's, it's kind of digging into why it is we think these things, you know, if, if you were to, if I were to say, you know, I don't like it when, um, my son yells at me, you know, not that he yells at me, but, um, but if I said something like that, then if, if somebody said that to me, I'd say, okay, well then, you know, how does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel, you know, powerless. Well, if you were powerless, what's the worst that could happen? So we kind of take those and we dig really deep into it, um, to, to get to the bottom. And there's a certain spot where we stop because, you have hit bottom, either somebody's circling and they're saying the same answers over and over and over again, which okay. means that we've hit a bottom or they're like, you know, um, there's another, like, it could be, oh, well then I die if I did that. So that's a bottom. <laughs> so, you know, we, we kind of, there's certain key phrases that hit on top of that. I use a lot of my own intuition. So I use a lot of, um, because I have all the gifts I do have, I will, I'll tap into them during a session as well. And so it could be that the client is leading me down one path and I hear something, excuse me, I'll hear something and I'll ask a question that'll kind of put them back on track to healing the thing they wanted to heal. But we tend to, our subconscious likes to protect us. Right. And so we tend to stop to like, fight going down the right path. <laughs> right. How did you find out about set healing? I, I've never heard of set 
that are healing before? Um, my mentor is actually, um, my mentor is one that introduced me to it. I took, oh, I've taken several classes from her and, um, one particular class, she used theta healing a lot in the whole process. And that's, that was kind of when it, it made a huge impact during that class. I saw major shifts in what I was doing, where, where I was going based on the theta healing. So, uh, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a whole lot of practitioners. You do have to go through an entire, um, certification process for it, but, um, so you can't, I mean, there's books out there. You could pick up a book, but really to be, to, to call yourself a theta healer or facilitator of theta healing, you have to go through their class and be certified. And how long does that take? It took two days. I think that's right. Um, no, it was, it's a three-day class. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, gotcha. all day, all day class. Um, all but day. It was, yeah. And lots of it, it's, well, I think like six, seven hours of class a day. Um, but it's really great because in the process of learning how to become a theta healer, you're getting theta healing the entire time. So oh, that's cool. you work with your partner and the two of you go back and forth and you practice the theta healing and you practice because I think that the, the most difficult part is being able to take. So energetically, you have to take yourself up, but energetically you have to take someone else up with you. So it's a little bit, it takes a little bit more um, focus and um, energy to do that. So Sarah, you also do spiritual readings? I do. Um, I do. That's actually what got me started in all of this is I get, um, I get what I call downloads from God creator. Like I said, whatever source you want to call that. Um, but I, I get what I call downloads from him. Um, originally they were what somebody called passive where they would just happen. And they would be messages for somebody and I would just, I'd have to figure out who they were for. And now I still a get little, a little, a little riddle, huh? Can yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting. It wasn't like I knew exactly who it was for, but it always, when that person popped up in, you know, conversation or on social media or whatever, I always knew. So when I'd see the person, I'm like, oh, that's the, who the message is for. I've got to give it to them. Um, now I still get passive messages, but now I can actively turn it on and, um, communicate with not only source, but also the spirits that are around, um, spirit guides and that sort of thing to kind of help guide someone. So they may, um, oh, I had, I had a client come in, they had a, a sibling pass away and after the sibling passed away, there was a lot of, um, synchronicities, little things that were happening that were just strange. Like, um, they didn't listen to Christian music music, but one day they got in their car and all the radio stations were on Christian music. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Anytime, like they thought of the sibling, the clocks would be at like a repeating number. So what I call an angel number, um, right. 
there would be times where like they'd leave the house with all the lights off, but then they'd come home and all the lights were on. And so they came to me wanting to know like more information about it. And I knew this person's sibling as well. So it was very interesting because one of the things that was surprising to me is that when this person passed on, I didn't get any, like they never came to visit me, which is so not like, I'm just so not used to that. You know, if there's somebody I know, they usually come to visit me and this person had never come to visit me. And so when my client came in and was telling me all about what was going on, I realized, like I said earlier, there's a path of least resistance. This client had their own gifts, um, their own spiritual gifts that they weren't tapping into. And their sibling was trying to show them that they have all these gifts by connecting through various means. And so when they showed up, the spiritual reading that I did was to actually connect with their sibling and to, um, kind of get the message to this person that, Hey, you've got your own gifts. You need to start working on like your sibling is trying to tell you it is time for you to like, stop being afraid (laughs) and start, you know, start working on it. I get actually get a lot of those people that are kind of teetering. They know that the gifts are there, um, but they don't know how to open up and they don't know what to do. So I do a lot of spiritual readings for that. So like I said, spiritual readings can be downloads from source, like direct information that, um, source wants them to have, or it could be, um, information that a spirit a, a past loved one wants them to have, or information that their spirit guides need them to have. So when we're talking about readings. We're not talking about using like a tarot deck. Mm-mm. No, I, I don't use any tools. I, um, <laughs> I do like, that's not true. I do use some tools. I love to use human design, um, which is basically, um, it basically te- tells you kind of how you were designed from birth. And so I like to use that. I can do, you know, I'm not officially trained in human design, but it fascinates me. So I will use that as a tool, but anything else I have tarot cards, I have cards. I just don't need them to do any sort of readings. Gotcha. So, and then again, I've, you do that long distance also. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a client, um, I'm in Oregon and the client is in, uh, Tennessee. So <laughs> yeah, we don't need to be right next to each other. Right. So you also do a strategy planning and goal sessions. So that kind of like straight, does that stray away from your gifts or do you use your gifts in that too? Because you said in your bio that in the positions that you were in, you were able to know things that other people didn't know. Yeah. So because I have this, I have like 40 years of business experience. Well, maybe not 40. I'm not that old. Uh, I was going to say, you don't look that old. (laughs) I'm over 40, but I would say business-wise, probably 25 plus years of experience there, Um, which you can't just like, you can't just forget that stuff. It doesn't just go away. So um, part of, part of the whole process is um, 
you know, I do have people that are up and coming in their own gifts and they need help on figuring out how to do the business side of all of this. <laughs> you know, it's fun to, to play with our gifts, but then you have to understand how to charge for it, which that took me some time to understand how to, how, like, how do I even charge for this? How do I tap into this so that I can charge for this? Um, you also, you need to know how to like some of the tools to use. Like I use a calendar scheduling app. Um, I have a lot of integrations and all that stuff. So all the like techie side behind the scenes, I can kind of help guide them on what's going to work best for their business. Um, and then, you know, for individuals as well, sitting down and talking about, okay, what are your next steps? You know, theta healing, what I found too, which that's a lot of the individuals that come to me. Um, once you've healed one thing, it's, it's almost like we have layers. And so there's, there's always more to have right. to help fix and help repair. And so there's, there's part of it's kind of like planning through, okay, what are our next steps? You know, what are we going to do next? Um, what are some things that we need to start like meditating on or thinking about that sort of stuff? So I take all of my years of experience and help people all the way around, if that makes sense. So that's where the goal planning and the strategy and really understanding, okay, what are you going to do with your business? What are your next steps? Um, you know, if you're, if you are a you know, spiritual person like myself, are you going to do just one-on-ones? Are you going to do group trainings? Kind of what, what's your, what's going to work best for who you are and how you're designed. And that's where so, the human design comes in. So is that basically your clientele or do you have other people who don't have spiritual gifts who just recognize what you do, appreciate what you do and say, Hey, I need some help in this area. Yes. So not everybody has to have spiritual gifts. I have clients that uh, don't, well, I say everybody has spiritual gifts. It's just right. untapped, but they're not in the same realm that I'm in. And, um, but yet they still come to me because they need help with this, that, or the other. And a lot of times it's just, they don't even have to know that I'm tapping into something spiritual. They just need my insights. They're just asking, you know, Hey, all of this stuff happened what do you recommend as my next steps? And so I can kind of go through and give them more insights on what the next steps should be based on where they're at currently. Um, so they're not necessarily there looking to talk to a dead loved one or anything like that. They're just really looking for some insights into where to go with their business, how to move forward, that sort of stuff. Gotcha. So where do, where do you see your future going? What's, what's next for Sarah? <laughs> what's next? Um, well, I, my goal is to create um, some more group courses. A lot of what I do is one-on-one. I want to work to put something bigger together. I, as of right now, um, I'm, I'm in a couple of classes to help me do that. <laughs> Because nice. this spiritual, this spiritual business that I started, I've, I've been a business consultant and coach for many years, but the spiritual side of things that I'm doing just started, I just opened that business in January. So I feel like there's still a lot of reinvention and changes that are happening every day with my business. So, but my next big goal is to have some group coaching and training. So is there any other training, like you said, that you were 
real interested in human design? Do you think maybe you'll take a course to be able to facilitate that in, you know, in a more productive or better way than you're doing right now? Yeah, I would love that. That's going to be, um, probably not until next year, not until 2023, but I am looking to take some human design. There are two tools that I use human design and gene keys. And, um, so I'm looking to kind of take some more classes on how to do both of those and use them to better help my clients. Okay. Now I know about human design. I actually had a guest that came out and talked about that. What is a gene key? A gene key is very similar to human design. Um, there's, I look at them as co-mingled. There are people that, you know, human design is the only way or gene keys are the only way. I feel like they both give you very valuable information. A gene keys is a little bit different looking chart, um, but it basically gives you all the different aspects of, um, I'm trying to think of a really good way to say this. It gives you like different pieces. So like um, there's this big, huge, thick book that you use as a reference, but like, it gives you like numbers. So your life's work for me, my life's work is a 15. Um, my evolution is a 10. My radiance is a 25 and my purpose is a 46. That means nothing just looking at the numbers, but once you dig into it and you understand it through the books and, and stuff like that and training, um, you find that, so my life's work, um, is about magnetism. So drawing people to me, being, being more like bright and magnetic and that sort of stuff. So that's my, in my life's work jinky. And it gives you, gives you three pieces. It gives you, um, your shadow in your life's work, your gift in your life's work and your city in your life's life's work. And I always say that wrong, but it's S I D H I, um, in your life's work. So it helps you like when you're in your shadow, you know, that there's something off about what's going on right now. Maybe you're not walking the right path, that sort of thing. So for me, understanding my gene keys and helping my clients understand their gene keys, I feel like the shadows kind of help them know when, okay, maybe I'm not walking the right path right now. Maybe I need to step back into the path that I'm supposed to be on. That so. sounds like a really good, good tool to have. Yeah. Now, for me, I've been um, using my pendulum and I just, I've been doing this live webinar and just found out that I can use it for more than just what I've been using it for, that I can figure out, is there something wrong in my body? You know, I never thought to ask that or, you know, is, or do I have a blocked chakra? Is there a chakra that's blocked somewhere? So I was just like, I never thought about that. I mean, I was asking like stupid questions, you know, should I go do this event? You know, is it going to be profitable? There's nothing wrong with asking those questions though. I mean, like it, it kind of got you used to using the pendulum. So it's kind of like that start. And so asking those questions isn't the, the worst. What I would recommend though, instead of saying, should I do say it's in my highest and best interest too do the thing versus saying, should I do it? Um, if you put it in more of a now context, you'll get a much better response. So you mean a more positive response or more accurate response, more accurate response. If you put it in a very now, like I'm doing this thing versus should I do this thing? I mean, there's going to be times where 
yeah, I mean, someday maybe you should do the thing, you know, but it may not be in the highest and best interest to do the thing right now. Right. So that's kind of where you want to like, I, th- I always recommend using it's in your highest and best interest. It's in my highest and best interest to do this thing now ah. or tomorrow, or, you know, put it in a time reference is always really good too. Right. Gotcha. But yeah, the tools can be super powerful. And like I said, I don't use them just because I don't, I just have never used them in the past. Um, but if you do have a tool and this is what I recommend to a lot of the clients that are like up and coming, if you've used that tool up to this point, continue to use it because it helps you tap into that side of things. So, right. and it, yeah. And if anybody's interested in buying pendulums, I have numerous pendulums for sale. Just go to heavenlybodieswellness.com and click on crystals and no metaphysical and it will take you there. So Sarah, is there anything that you want to leave the listening audience with? I would say I wouldn't fear and doubt is what held me back from where I'm at today. And I know sometimes it's tough because when we're growing in our spiritual gifts, we we're always worried about what other people are going to say. What I'll say is the people that are going to judge you in your life over that will fall away. And the people that need what you have to offer will start appearing. So don't worry, don't fear and don't judge yourself. Just jump into it. I think too, that also the people that they need to support them will also start coming into their lives. So they'll have that support system. I know when I started really getting into holistic health, all of a sudden I was attracting all these people that that's what, you know, they were also into and other things I got interested in. Also, all these people are coming in, you know, we're all interested in the same thing. So, you know, I, I, I want to go back to what you said earlier about, a, you know, the vibrational frequency and the current following the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it works in all of our lives as far as the people that we're attracting. And it's a form of manifesting too, because what you focus on is what comes. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this. Yeah, no problem. And if, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, um, they can go to my website. It's S A Y D R A.com. Sadra.com. And I will also go ahead and put that into description. Um, do you do free consultations? I do a brief, um, a 30 minute call. I'll do a 30 minute call with people. Yes. Okay. Yep. And okay. I b- believe that's up on the website. But if not, we'll make sure there's a link in the, for you to put in the bio. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Y'all enjoy the rest of your day. And remember to keep on shining.